This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits via online course modules. To access these and for more information, visit our website at www.emergencymedicalminute.com backslash CME-courses, or simply click on the link in our show notes and create an account. All right, so we had a trauma alert and as a uh, syncopal event while driving is kind of the best history that we had. It was actually interesting and I think a lot of compliments to EMS because they got there and the guy looked pretty ashen. Um, they threw him on, a, on the EKG and had a really weird strip with him and it just kind of seemed unusual. Um, and then maybe within a minute or two, it seemed like he converted back to more of a normal rhythm looking on, on the EKG. As he came to and was kind of described as a seizure, he'd had several of these seizures over the last few months, but never really had them evaluated or they didn't really kind of pursue it. And so there wasn't any like ton of clonic activity or seizure activity in that way, but he just described it because it was kind of this weird kind of aura sensation. He described kind of light and then fading out and then going unconscious. And so he, he just thought it was a seizure of some sort. And I'll, I'll see if I can find a picture to show you guys in a minute. But, um, you know, the EKG actually that EMS brought us really was a nice clue because otherwise we hear these syncopal events. And if you, if you just kind of go on what the patient says of seizure, it's pretty easy to run with that. And you could see this going down EEGs, neurology consults, MRIs, all these kind of unnecessary tests in this case. Um, but what the EKG showed was actually a slow rhythm. And it looked like this very unusual kind of block type pattern as far as the QRS had this very kind of weird morphology to it. And just something looked weird. I'll try to pull up a picture of it in a minute. But what it was is was a complete heart block. And I don't know if you, I mean, those are sometimes very easy to see. Sometimes they're kind of subtle. But really the thing that you're looking for is those QRS complexes march out independently. The P waves are going independently, but they're not in sync with each other. And sometimes it's hard because those P waves get buried in the QRS complex or in the T wave. And so you really kind of have to look at the overall rhythm. But if you see a QRS rate, at about 40 or somewhere near that, then that's probably like a, a good tip off already that this might be a complete heart block. Obviously there's other, t you know, secondary heart blocks and other things that we, you know, could cause that. But if you see a QRS kind of somewhere around 40, you know, definitely have it on your differential and see if you can really identify where those P waves are. And that's what was going on in this case. You know, this guy already had a baseline, it looks like right bundle. He probably had a left anterior fascicular block. So there's already kind of some slowing in his circuitry and then was going into complete heart block intermittently. Uh, we did have another episode while he was in the ER, and I think while he was admitted, waiting for a pacemaker, he had another uh, episode as well. And so just kind of review of heart block, you know, if we look at the heart, if you guys want to see this picture I pulled up from Wikipedia, it just kind of reminds us of the circuitry of the heart. But basically, it's there's different pacemakers in the heart, and if you start at the high, the SA node, that is where the kind of main pacemaker of the heart is. And it's all driven by who has the fastest pace. So SA node has the fastest pace, typically 60 to 100. And then as you kind of work your way down, a V node into these kind of fibers down here, it's going to get lower and lower. So if you're down at this ventricular rate, if this is driving your heart, it all, it's all backup mechanisms, but this intrinsic rate is 20 to 40. And as you kind of work your way up, you get more up to that 60 to 100. So it's a good backup way to keep us alive. But obviously, if you're having a really slow rate, that's barely sustainable with life. And in some cases, maybe not entirely, but it is a backup so that... Ideally, we can you know, have our hearts beat the way that they should, starting up high, and then there's at least a few backup mechanisms through the process there. Um, you obviously look for any kind of medications, electrolyte abnormalities. Potassium is always one of those things. If it's a high potassium, it can do all sorts of weird things, including could have a mimic of a heart block. 
bottom line is, is if that's what they have, there's no other clear, easy, reversible cause. It's they need a pacemaker. Um, anyways, yeah, it was an interesting case. And I think, again, credit to EMS for getting that strip just because, you know, we might have caught it again later in the ER, but if he wasn't in the ER long enough or say he was off at CT or whatever, who knows, it would have been something that you could see dragging on for a while and potentially even a fatal outcome if uh, he wasn't in controlled setting and happened again. The Emergency Medical Minute would like to thank our sponsor, Swedish Medical Center, for helping fund our nonprofit organization and make this podcast possible. Donations are essential to our organization to cover operational costs and fund the creation of our online courses offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits. So if you enjoy our show, and if you're able to make a one-time or recurring donation towards our organization, any amount is helpful. Please click the link in our show notes to make a donation Thank you for listening.